What's going on, everyone? We are back. Because we're the prodigals. The prodigals. Nice. Be back. Welcome to the Prodigals podcast, where we talk about all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. Yes. Yes. We discuss topics <laughs> yes. not normally yes. preached yeah. on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies. And that is why we are here for you. Um, my name is Mark, and I'm joined by Billy and Hello. Alan. Yo. Yo, yo, Jed is taking this and next week off for some self-care. Arwen is is still on his maternity leave. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maternity, uh, parental leave. Why you got to do him like that? (laughs) It's paternity leave. Paternity. Hey, that exists. That exists, okay. It exists, and it we're exists. glad it exists. We're glad it exists in this country because, yes, at least it's an option. It was never yeah. going to be an option for me, but at least it's an option. <laughs> we love you, Arwen. Um, so yeah, Arwen won't be with us for the time being. It's going to be fun this episode because in this episode we will be introducing a new segment called, but like, why. But like why? <laughs> but like why? Um, I didn't even know it was called that. What the heck? <laughs> I guess we don't have like a thing right. for it, right? We don't have like the trailer thing. Uh, I really like it. that. Um, but like why? But like why? I was gonna talk to you about creating it, like recording <laughs> yourself with something. It just sounds um, so obnoxious. We need to get Jed doing one, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh my gosh, I can imagine Jed doing it. Where are we? <laughs> But like, oh, yeah. but like <laughs> I can see Arwen totally doing that though. Oh, but we yeah, need like yeah. video for it. Yeah. <clears throat> His facial expressions would sell it. <laughs> Great. Patreon. Um, <laughs> bonus video. Anyways. Yeah, we have been looking forward to uh, introducing this segment for such a long time. But are just now getting to it. And in in this segment, this is where we will be talking about the origins of certain traditional practices and the reason we practice these traditions. And it is our hope that we bring light to these things so that people haven't really, because people haven't really thought about and know why we practice what we practice. Mm. Uh, So without further ado, but like, why? But like, why? Um, for our first, but like why we will be talking about communion and it's a widely practiced tradition in the Christian church. Uh, it has, um, has been, yeah, practiced for such a long time. We'll be talking about its history, its definition and why we still observe it and, uh, what it means to us today, uh, personally. So to start it off. Uh, let's just define and figure out the history. So what is the definition of communion and what is the history behind it? Are we talking about like the uh, like the dictionary definition of communion? 
Because it's actually coming from, yeah, because it's actually, you know, a Latin, it's a Latin root um, from, com, what is it again? Communio, I think. Commune. Communio. It's Latin. Anyway, so it's Latin. It really means, you know, sharing, sharing in common, sharing in common. Uh, yeah, that's uh-huh. it. Um, mm. And, you know, you'll, you'll get, you'll get. Uh, preachers saying, "Yeah, you know, commu- it's you know they'll play on the words like communion, communion with us, right? So it, it's meant to 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 bring us together, right? You never heard that, like? No, I like the dad joke just hit, like yeah, communion, <laughs> communion with us. Communion with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I, I don't know, I've heard that. I just times, realized yeah, I've so. never heard that. That's so good." <laughs> So, so there's that. I mean, there's there's that force behind it. But in terms of like its origin, you know, obviously we we know that in the Gospels when Jesus you know has the Last Supper and really what it's you know where it stems from, uh, that Last Supper going into sort of like the Passover meal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he does several things, washes the feet, uh, breaks bread, right, and um, you know basically has his last sort of. Uh, conversation real conversation with his disciples mm-hmm. right so that's basically where it where it uh, where it starts from and from there we see later on in in in, in um, the new testament that um you know paul and it's going throughout all of you know the, the the christian churches um and so it's meant to bring us together but once once we find you know 20 25 30 years down the line you know there's there's still some trouble with figuring things out, right? Because when yeah. Paul talks to the Corinthians, right, he's saying, well, you know, you guys got to do things that's worthy of this, you know, this whole thing that that Jesus installed for. And the reason why, you know, we, we kind of like put this all together, uh, why we, it's a big deal for us is because I think many of us latch on to this idea that uh, when Jesus talks about the new covenant he has with us, mm-hmm. right, that's pretty much you know one of the anchor points anchor points i should say uh for for that and so there's a big deal about having this this new covenant with jesus and that's one of them and so throughout the centuries really uh it's been a core principle it's been a core belief of the christian church it doesn't matter which denomination that you're from right in fact many i mean there are different denominations because they couldn't agree on how they should do communion Right? Mm, true. So we'll find that you know, like, like I said, when we get to Paul, they started doing things where there's, you know, it, it started out as as people going to sort of like the house, and breaking bread and having like this sort of like this meal at the end of the day, right? Um, having this, the agape feast, this love feast that they'd have, mm-hmm. right? And people would, you know, there would be two sort of like area uh, two ends of the, the spectrum where you'd have some judaizers who would put some restrictions on it you know depending on what meat you should be like not eating and and that mm-hmm. sort of thing and then you have the other side where where they were drinking too much wine and i guess they were just getting stone cold drunk right and so yeah, it wasn't very yeah. much so yeah and so so paul's like what are you guys doing right you guys gotta walk worthy of it and and mm. and there's there there are uh, there are, are pockets in our in our community which which latch on to the, like this idea that look we're we're you got to take this thing seriously 
to the point where, hey, look, if you're not a believer, you you can't do this. Yeah. Right. You gotta be you gotta be a believer first, and we find that later on down, you know, the the first century, second to the fifth century church, right? The early church, uh, you know, you've got church fathers comment, commentating on all of this stuff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So um, I don't know how how deep you want to go into it because, it, you know, there are reams <clears throat> of books on yeah. everything on this. Wow. The history so to like the analysis of it. Mm-hmm. You've got, you got, you know, guys like breaking down, there's like five different, ways of, of like looking at, at at the breaking of the bread does it really talk about jesus's body and his blood right things like transubstantiation you know, um, or, yeah, yeah right yeah uh, and everything in between right because then you know there's the others where they think that uh where they believe that jesus is fully like his 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 body is is now transformed the bread and wine are actually transformed into jesus's body yeah, and his blood and then you have the other sort of the, the other spectrum where they're like, no, nah, it's just, you know, pointing us towards, you know, what he did, right? Because it was yeah. just a remembrance in remembrance mm-hmm. of me, right? But then they're looking at, well, is that what the original text says? So they go back and question the text that, that the translations was on. There's a huge dealing on like everything about, yeah, just communion. It's just a huge topic, huge topic. Yeah. So we're going to try to deal with this in 30, 30 minutes. 30 minutes. We'll see. <laughs> and have all the answers for you. Start the clock. <laughs> so let's talk about the elements. There are several elements uh, that has to do with communion. One is the bread. So traditionally, it has been unleavened, which means there has to be no yeast in it mm-hmm. because... Yeast in the Bible signifies or symbolizes sin. And Jesus is in Jesus's lifetime, he was he had no sin in him. And he committed no sin or no wrongdoing. And so he was uh, basically pure. So that means the, the bread that signifies his body should also be pure. So that's one aspect of it, one element. And the other one is the wine, which signifies or symbolizes his blood. So traditionally, you take the bread and you eat it, and then you drink the wine. Um, does it have to be one before the other? or? Well, I know that uh, one of their church fathers, Justin Martyr, um, you know, he sort of like when people talk about sort of like the liturgy of it, he's got a list of what you should be doing. Like there's there's scriptures being read and then there's this mm. prayer, right? Then the bread, the wine, and then other stuff. I can't remember exactly what the, um, what the, what the lineup was, but mm. yeah, there's, there's usually a thing, but I mean, most people, most, most people that, that officiate or do the, the communion, We'll start off with the bread because that's what Jesus started mm-hmm. off with, right? Mm-hmm. Plus, you want to what you know, whatever you eat, you want to you know, kind of wash it down, wash it down. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, like practicality. This, this he's is a practical Jesus guy. Whatever. Yeah, he's he's practicality. Doing. Okay. Um, yeah. So those are, and then there's the scriptures. Um, that's definitely one of the most central because uh, during communion, during the act of uh, the Lord's Supper communion or the eucharist uh, as it was known before 
they um, we would read the scriptures to really reflect on what Jesus said uh, mm. to his disciples while performing the first last supper. Um, so, so yeah, so scripture is actually like, although it's not a tangible aspect of it, the church always includes it. Mm-hmm. So just so to remind people why we do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, a question. This is I don't know if it's kind of related to history. So I've seen people, I've heard, I've heard and seen people dip the bread into the wine. Is this cool? Is this, is it cool to do that? Or historically, where did this come from? Like I, I see, I see the practicality of it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's easy to go down. Easy, you know, one swipe up. <laughs> Maybe they have you know, combine it because they're, they're you know flexing the blood. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes more sense. I, makes I, sense I, I, I have not come across that. Mark, have you come across like origins of that or no? I think no. I've heard about that maybe once or yeah. twice in my life, but I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've like whatever heard anything. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I've the, never the, come we, across it. Well, let, let's mm. remember like this was a daily occur. Like when it started out, these, these agape because like, look when when we first started out. Uh, in the New Testament, you've had, you basically have two sort of modes, right? You have the daily sort of like agape feast or they would do it at night. Yeah. Um, and then you would have the Eucharist, right? Where they would do this sort of like on a weekly basis, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so going back to sort of like your question, it may stem from this this fact that when they were, when they were doing this love feast and breaking bread, yeah, it was just regular bread, you know, being dipped in, you know, sort of the sauce, the sauce of the day. Because, I mean, because it was there during Jesus. That's how he, that's how he told everybody, yeah, Judas was a traitor, right? Uh, and so there was a dipping that's that's sort of there. And, and Interesting. I don't know. So uh, maybe people will look at that and say, yeah, there shouldn't be anything wrong with that. So they do it. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if people normally dip things in wine to, to eat it. but I don't know. I don't I've know. seen it. I've heard maybe. of it. I've heard of it. I think I've seen it. I've seen it once. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I don't know. Well, because they have like sensitive teeth. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's really sensitive. Maybe they have no teeth. Wow. We're good. And they just they just gum it down. We're gonna go there. They need a stronger <laughs> bond to it. They get straight of it. That's no. So yeah, there's that. But I mean, eventually it comes to the communion. Somewhere that's true, it's yeah. kind of like merges in there. But uh, I mean, I guess like the question boils kind of boils down to like, do we need to do it down to a T in terms of remembrance? Or is it like we will eat the elements in remembrance? Like like the, like the two a, yeah. perspectives, you know? Like how, how strict do we have to be with it? Again, it goes back to like how Paul was talking to, I guess like to the, the Jews in general, like, like going really got, strict yeah. versus like, oh, we're going to do it loosely. Or like they kind of take it too far, yeah. And like they lose the whole sentiment, the whole idea of why communion happens. So, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think what Paul was talking about on uh, the in the book of the I think First Corinthians. Yeah, First Corinthians. Um, yeah. Was that it, it? It turned into something else. It was mm. not. Yeah, there was glorifying to God on. anymore for sure. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, like people especially were just, like, since getting drunk. <laughs> yeah, especially since um, I think. One of the main issues there is that some people were going hungry, 
because oh yeah 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 there was well that's that. that was another thing yeah, yeah people would eat you know in front of and, them when they had oh food. yeah, yeah. i think because like the poorer people will come in later in the feast but then they have like no food left for them and i was like man yeah it's kind of snake guys <laughs> yeah so it, it has turned into something else where like mm. first of all they weren't doing it together anymore and then second is just you know the other people were not getting um their share mm-hmm. of communion so i don't know what how that devolved devolved into that but it yeah it's definitely not what jesus had in mind anymore so Uh yeah well we don't yeah i mean that definitely doesn't seem like that um because when that was happening obviously when you when you see sort of like things that that aren't quite right you know people feeling left out and, and stuff like that what do you do? You say, well, let's do it this way. And they kind of solidify themselves into rules and rules turn into like um, more rules. Yeah. It, 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 it goes from a, a meal that's supposed to be, you know, unified to now a full on ritual, you know, eventually. Yeah. Uh, and then that ritual turns into like pageantry and we got to do it this way. And there's like this uh-huh. huge sort of production about it. And I'm not saying that it's wrong. I just, I'm just, saying that there's a process to it, right? It didn't just all, all of a sudden Jesus say, yeah, these are the elements you have to follow. These are sort of like the, 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 the incantations you got to say, and, you know, you got to do this and, and that, and that's how it all, you know, magically makes us gods. And, you know, it's, it, obviously that's not what he's saying, but like, you yeah. know, there isn't like this prescription about how he, he does it. He just, that's true. He just says here, hey, when you eat, right? Think of me when you when you drink. Think of me, um, and when you do so, you 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 proclaim to everybody that this really happened in history, right? I died, oh. right, or I am going to die, right? And so, I think, you know, uh, reading some of the history into it, like um, even though there are are churches and denominations that have this, you know, a certain viewpoint mm-hmm. about about the bread and, and the wine sort of being bought you know it there's they're um they're going towards hey look it's more a little more about symbolism uh pointing us towards whatever uh pointing us towards the death of, of christ and, and what that means for us so even though mm-hmm. you know you'll still have you know at one end and really it is the catholic church that that sort of like says okay yeah there's this transubstantiation of yeah. you know where we where when we pray over it because we pray over it you know that is really the body of christ that's his real flesh and that's his real blood and you're you know partaking in it you know even that there's sort of like this movement towards hey you know maybe it's not that you know that's not that magical i don't know what (laughs) yeah i think maybe not that holy in a sense you know that it will like it physically does something to make you more set apart more righteous or more so and so like that right Right. yeah but even i mean even throughout history it's been like notice notice like it's noticeably a a core concept of the christian church and so you know there's going to be people that that disagree and 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 have different ideas about what that really means and different analysis and stuff like that so yeah there's there's uh there's a wide range when you would think that it wouldn't be of like how how it's supposed to be done or what it's really about and and all that stuff all the minutiae of it true so So why do we still observe communion today i mean i think alan 
kind of talked about it a bit. Just how much it is of a core within the Christian church now is because, like, Jesus commanded it. Yeah, um, but even then, like, there's still going to be, like, differences in, in thoughts of why we do it in the first place. Like, you'll have that one sort of, like, the, there's, there's like, the one section of Christendom that says, hey, it's, like, it's a sacrament, right? You've got to be doing one of these things or else, you know, your salvation is in jeopardy. Oof. Right. And then these, there's the other side that says, well, you know, it's 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 really to help us remember, you know, what 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 happened. Uh, mm-hmm. Interesting thought, though. I mean, I think what would escape a lot of people is that like communion is built on Passover. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's built on the Passover thing. And so when we think about, you know, what happened in Passover, that first Passover, So we're going all the way back to Egypt and we're going all the way back to that that night when when the firstborns were about to be. You know, slaughtered, right? How you had to, you know, uh, take uh, take a lamb, unblemished, um, kill it, don't break its bones, take the blood, put it on the doorpost, right? Uh, which happened to be wood, and you know, talked about you know the cross and the trees and, and stuff like that. Right? There's a, so much the um, symbolism and and um, you know callbacks to to all of this. It's all kind of kind of united in the sense that if you look at Passover then um, in Egypt, it was meant to, for those that didn't leave, live towards Jesus' time, to have a way to say that if we were living in this time, we would believe in Jesus. Mm. Right? And for us that aren't living in Jesus' time, it's for a way for us to look back at and say, if we were living in Jesus' time, we would accept Jesus in, anyways. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so I think, you know, when, when we do that, I mean, when we, when we do communion uh when we take the bread and we take the wine that's that that's what it is for me it's just that you know it's it's a way of of it's a way of of saying whether it's to ourselves and and oh man there's a whole theology that uh, <laughs> into this this whole systemic i mean systematic theolo- theological sort of thread man it's so big okay so yeah i'm not gonna go into it but like it's just it's a way of of saying uh, if I had lived towards, if I was in Jesus's time, and I was hearing him, I would believe him, mm-hmm. right? Because we're not here with him. The majority of human history, we are not with him. He, he was here thirty-three years. We've been here for thousands of years, but yet we have to find a way. Like you know, in the end, you know, in the end, uh, we have to decide. Like I mean, how is it that some people are saved and some are not? Because, you know, what's sort of like, you know, how do, how, how do we figure that out? And, and for us Christians, we say, you know, that are living in this time, it's most, mostly about, hey, believe in Jesus, you know, that he was the son of God, that he died and that he rose again and that he's your savior. Well, you know, that's part of it for us, for, for the communion aspect of it. You know, that points us towards that, right? That when we partake mm-hmm. of it, that's how we, that's, that's another yeah. level for us to say, yes, that's, this is what we believe. Right, and we're showing how we're doing it every time we do this um, this communion um, ritual mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, and I think I think I see it in, in a way where there's so many things that <clears throat> you know, there's so many divisions within the the whole universal Christian church, mm-hmm. whether you know it's Catholic, Presbyterian, um, Baptists, Anglicans, Orthodox. <laughs> Um, 
Adventists, Baptists, and all these denominations. There's so many different beliefs, um, so many different beliefs and, you know, the way with theology, their doctrines. But one thing that really unites us is one, um, you know, even even the topic of salvation is different in all the churches. But I think communion is unique in that it's practiced worldwide in terms of like all the churches at least that's the extent that i know of i don't know any christian church that do not practice um so if there's anyone out there part of the church that don't practice yeah. message <laughs> us um, help us help us understand it more uh where, where you guys Ooh. are coming from but anyways like from my knowledge it, i haven't come up upon a church that doesn't practice communion or don't believe in communion right yeah. so i think like it's such a unique as it's such a unique thing where although we believe in different things um although we observe uh different things um worship maybe on different days believe differently you know the nature of jesus or whatever doctrines you may believe and the cool thing about communion is that everyone practices it mm. and i think like maybe that's why you know that's part of the reason that jesus instituted it so that um when he saw i'm not saying this is the case but when he saw like all the churches just you know veering towards different pathways in terms of beliefs and doctrines that there's that one, still that one thing that unites all of us. And he did say, do this in remembrance of me. So I mean, that's hard not to forget. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's hard to run away from and <laughs> for well, personally for me to talk down and be like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do this. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it's such an I, I mean, it's such I mean, the other thing about it is that it's attached to, you know, what Christians celebrate most. Right. It's the death you know, of Christ. Mm-hmm, right? It just came one after another because right after right one after the other, because once you once you have the Last Supper, then you have the, uh, the garden, then you mm-hmm. have the trial, then you have the death, then you have the resurrection. They're all kind of, you know, it's all part and parcel when you talk about, you know, Christ. Right mm. and and what he did, why oh. why, they, why is it so central to us? Right yeah. and so yeah, that's not it, it's not going to be something that's pushed to the wayside. You know that and baptism, those two are pretty. I think are yeah. the two sort of elements that all all Christian denominations have in common. Right? Mm-hmm. We're not talking about prayer because you know other sort of religions out there they pray, right? That's yeah. not that's not a thing, right? Or scripture because they've got their own. But when we're talking about purely Christendom type of things, right? Uh, the communion or the Eucharist and and baptism, some form of baptism. Right? Mm-hmm. Those are pretty much the two that, that kind of goes throughout all of our denominations. Mm-hmm. True. I have a question though. Okay. Um, Billy, you got to answer this one. Oh, I was- <laughs> whatever it is, you got to. <laughs> so. Yeah, I grew up in a church that practices um, foot washing as part of the elements. And there's like maybe I forgot to mention like to some churches that foot washing is 
one of the elements that belongs to communion. But not everyone really uh, practices that. Yeah. Um, And actually, it's rare. Like, it's rare that it's practiced. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I grew up with that and in the church that I grew up in. But they've changed this. Uh, I grew up thinking that, uh, being told that if you don't do foot washing, you can't follow up with the bread and the wine. But I think that has changed in some way. Like, they don't really say that anymore. But, and, yeah, so I grew up thinking that, really, it's part of foot, like, foot washing was part of the whole communion service. And I'm not saying it's not. Um, yeah, I just have a question if it's required because, you, you know, when Paul later on talks about it, he doesn't mention foot washing, foot washing. as part yeah. of the celebration of, you know, the Lord's Supper. And it's really my professors that pointed that out to me. Um, mm. So it's not, not my own ideas, It's not a thing anymore? Like, we don't have to do it anymore? Is that Not that we don't have to anymore, but it's just, it's something to be explored that maybe it's not part of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they just pointed out to me, it's like, hey, when this is, you know, people think foot washing needs to be a part of communion, but like, it needs to be explored whether it is because in the later parts of the New Testament, whenever communion is talked about foot washing is not talked about exclusively yeah, yeah that's true yeah exclusively brought up true i'm not saying that it's wrong uh, and i think i do see the benefit of foot washing um just maybe just posturing yourself in a like humble way in serving yeah. others and definitely jesus did it so i don't think it's wrong to necessarily do it yeah. um I just don't know if it's technically a part of it. Because uh, looking back in the Jewish culture, people would wash. Like whoever is the host of the gathering, like when you go to someone's house, right? They would wash your feet. So it might have, it might just have been, you know, a Jewish custom thing. And then they went into the Lord's Supper. I think... I think this. I think it wasn't a thing before, like it, like I said. I mean, it started out really as as just kind of a meal with other, you know, other other believers, uh, and maybe they did that just you know because that's what you did in their everyday everyday life in in you know the New Testament times because you got dirt on your feet because you wore sandals, so you're gonna wash your feet every day and you know and you're gonna eat. Maybe that was a thing, but you know later it, mm-hmm. I think it went away. But what didn't go away and what was starting to grow was this, um, the holiness aspect of the bread and the wine. Uh, there's a story of this one, uh, of this one sort of like young man that was, that was um, he was commissioned by the, the church to, to bring, these, bring the bread to shut-ins, right? So people that couldn't, that couldn't join them and he... Uh, he was confronted by, I guess, a couple of other guys that wanted to just, you know, mess with him, mess with the bread that that he had. Uh, and so what he did was that uh, 
he thought of the bread mm-hmm. uh, he thought of the element so much that he protected it with his body and he was beaten to death but he wouldn't allow it to be t- he wouldn't allow it to touch the ground basically the holiness aspect of it and so he's he's sort of um, memorialized mm-hmm. right because of of that and i think that that's sort of you know is what's the word i'm i'm looking for but it, it basically talks about i mean it's it's um you know, it's an example of this idea that uh, the the bread and and the wine are so like there's something absolutely special about it. The, like the physical element of itself is so special that you know if you're gonna take it, mm-hmm. you better be worthy of it. Yeah. Right. Uh, because you know there are some there are some passages that talk about it, like like Paul does. Mm-hmm. Right. And and some of the early fathers, like one of the, I think it was Ignatius drinking wrath that was yourself. saying that, hey. Um, there was, oh, what did he say? Basically, that um, you can't, like, you can't. Uh, no believers, no unbelievers should be taking it because you can't cast your, uh, what is it? Like, you can't cast your bread before dogs or someone. Crazy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. that. Right? Whether it was Ignatius or, or somebody else, uh, one of the early fathers, uh, church fathers, said that. Whether it's that or the Didache, I can't remember, but. Um, you know, with the holiness aspect of it and walking worthy of it, now you have this idea of foot washing and not only humility, but this idea of purification, mm. right? So purify yourself, right? Be worthy of it, and now you can, yeah. Now you can be mm-hmm. worthy of taking the elements, right? Or the, the the emblems. Sorry, the emblems. Yeah. So that's where I think that's where I think it it, it sort of was uh, came from. So I think it was a thing, then it wasn't a thing, then it became a thing again. Yeah, for some of us. Because <laughs> so, now thinking about it, I don't know. Trends? Is it a, is it I like mean, a trend? You know, like, like a fashion trend? Like how they're coming in the season? Years trend. Some people so watch it will come back. Like, <laughs> it's a yeah. cycle. <laughs> yeah, because I we'll see. I it also bit, realize you know? now it's just I'll, I'll come back into the church again. We'll you know, find its way with back. the other emblems or elements. You know, before after you know before eating them or drinking them, Jesus would say, "Do this in remembrance of me." But while doing, while washing the disciples' feet, he he was just he didn't say, "Oh, do this in remembrance of me," um, yeah, or do this because it's good. Um, but I still see the yeah. blessings in it, true, and the lessons that could be gained, and I think it's still a good part of uh, communion. I just. I just dread it because I don't like seeing black stuff in the water because of my socks, man. Chocolate. Um, but yeah. That's chocolate. Interesting. Um, yeah, to just maybe end this off, what does, what does communion mean to you today, personally? Uh, for me... I did, for me, it just simply goes back to the whole idea of just remembering. And growing up, I definitely grew up with the idea that I need to drink, the, I need to be A, worthy of this based off my own holiness and goodness. <laughs> and once I was, I would be able to drink upon myself more holiness. Holiness and level righteousness two. Because I am now <laughs> worthy of the bread and the wine. But... 
laser. You know when you like unlock levels once you like level up? Like, oh, you have unlocked like, Dragon Y. <laughs> but <laughs> but I think now uh, since I've grown so much, like I think once I've uh, once I finally gave my life to Christ and I started to look into communion my communion myself and look into it myself, like the whole idea of just doing it in remembrance of Christ. It just brings me back to the whole, again, like how Alan was saying that it's like one of the starting points of where the whole gospel story starts right before, you know, Christ gets taken away and all that good stuff. So every time I do um, do communion with like my brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, I always do it in remembrance of what God has done. And it always, it's like, uh, it's a humbling experience because like it brings back the joy of my salvation as to why um, I do have salvation, why it's possible for me. And it also, it also reminds me that like this can be offered, that this salvation can be offered for everyone. Like this wine and cup, like this can be, uh, this, like anyone can be able to freely receive it if they do accept Christ, right? So yeah, that's what it is for me now. And to be honest, I really wish I, I could do it, uh, do it more. Because before I'd be like, oh, I like doing it like once in a while because like it keeps the whole, um, like the holiness part of it. Like, oh, it's such a set apart thing. It's such a righteous thing to do. But now like, now with my whole new uh, perspective, like it's for remembrance. And sometimes in my like just day-to-day walk with Christ, I like, tend to forget like the gospel. I tend to forget like my relationship with him. I tend to forget all this. So I really want to be able to do it with like, with my community, with my group of, my own, like my own church, to be able to do it on a more frequent level, to be able to do it in remembrance. Um, if, every, if you know, everyone is on that like same, I guess that idea level. Uh, but yeah, that's what it is for me now, and yeah, that's what it is so far. We'll see what maybe Mark. we'll change it in a bit, but that's what it is right <laughs> now for me. Yeah. Well, for me, it's just because in my everyday life, I tend to forget really the the severe consequence of sin in my life or in people's lives in this whole history of the world. Um, I just need that reminder of mm. it. And I just need the reminder of what Jesus went through to just, you know, um, live in a world, to leave God, who he's been with forever, uh, before coming to earth and to leave him and become subject to his creation. Imagine creating the world and then being subject to that. Right? Uh, how humiliating that is. Uh, he created the body and now he goes hungry. He created the stars and the moon and the sun and now he's subject to time. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, and he created the world, and now he's subject to geography. Like, he can't go anywhere, and he's just, he can just go on foot. Um, So, just the amount of humility that Jesus undertook to to just live a life um, worthy of a sacrifice, a perfect life, sinless life, and then to actually go through that with no... With no guarantee that people will accept him and to just die and yeah 
I mean, there's a plan of him rising again um, to life, being raised to life again. But it's just that aspect of death and not knowing what's, you know, before you, ahead of you. It's just, and whether even, whether it will even work, right? Um, so just the tremendous pain that Jesus went through for for us and for me, I think that's a remembrance um, for me that I can't just go on with my life um, the way that I want to. Um, because he went through all that for me and I must surrender my life to him. And communion is a nice and a great personal reminder for me that I need to continually surrender my life to God. Um, mm. Yeah, and it's just, you know, we can go through all the theology, whether it's, you know, a physical aspect of Christ's body or blood. But mm. um, we won't. But <laughs> for me, it's just what it is for me uh, symbolically is just Christ living in me. Like when I take that bread and drink that wine, I'm letting Jesus live inside of me. Yeah. So that's what it is for me. Cool. Um, for me, I know it sounds kind of bad, but it depends what kind of day it is. Um, because it does. I mean, because it is tied in with so many nice. different other threads, right? With salvation, with eschatology, or the second coming, you know, um, holiness, um, you know, um, all this it, it all kind of ties in and, and it's and it's very much central to to everything which is you know why it's one of the two main things that all christendom shares right uh so you know one day it may be like i'm not feeling you know i, I feel that you know my sin has 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 um, overshadowed me and i and i do the foot washing thing too so that you know there's there's this idea that yeah i can be cleansed and i can be free and and you know i'm i'm I can I can partake of of the communion and not have this this thing guilt thing hanging over my head, right? Um, maybe another day it's just like, hey, yeah, I can remind myself that that I I'm accepting Christ in my life that it's that it's His words and you know it's His His life that's coursing through my veins right now even now, right? Because I accept it, right? This is my this is my this is my outward show to everybody else. This is what I accept. This is who I accept. Right. Um, uh, I think, though, every time I do it, um, particularly now, uh, if I was to say one thing about it is that um, the way that that sort of like our that our worship service has 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 gotten, um, I don't know if this is this, the the traditionalist in me, uh, but I f I feel that we've we're going away to going away from sort of the solemnity of certain worship aspects uh, of things and it's very much hey god is our friend he wants to you know he's he's you know jesus is our brother that sort of thing uh and, and I, I, every time i do the communion it's it's almost like hey this is one of those things that that we can hold on to that you know there's a reverence there's a there's a pure reverence uh, of of what we're doing why we're doing it right um and so I, I think that's 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 the one thing that oh. sort of, you know, hits me 
during the times we do it is that we we have a sovereign God and He is holy, um, and we can't be nonchalant about that that fact, right? Um, and so yeah, the sort of like the 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 who He is and who we are aspect of it, mm. right? The huge, huge, indescribable gap that we have between us, right? That reminds me of, I think that that aspect mm. of it, and, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it, for me, it's not for me, it's not a time to be like, hey, you know, let's have fun about this. Let's like whatever. Even though I can enjoy the whole process, right? There's a holiness aspect of it that that sometimes I think mm. we lose sight of, you know, in our Christian worship nowadays. So, yeah, um, it's definitely enlightening. Um, just talking about the things that we believe in and the things that we practice to just dissect it. And it's definitely like a good way to know your faith even more deeply. Um, but yeah, that brings us mm-hmm. to the end of the episode and thanks for joining us. Whoever is listening right now. Uh, we hope that you liked our new segment and we definitely want to do more of these to just shine a light to s- some of the church's traditions to get a better understanding of why we do what we do. So we hope that you enjoyed our talk uh, about the Holy Sacrament of Communion. And in the future, we hope that you come union with us. Uh, <laughs> uh, in regards oh, to God. episodes... We are here every Wednesday, so be on the lookout for them. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the handle at the Prodigals Pod. They're all the same now. Uh, same. And if you like what you've been hearing, please subscribe and follow us so that you're always up to date with our episodes. If you could do so kindly, please leave us a rating and review. And so that way we are able to reach more people out there in the world. And that's all we have for you today. Or tonight. And we hope that you stay blessed and you stay faithful and you join us next week for another episode of The Prodigal.